Hello. And welcome to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Hello, welcome back to the show. Welcome, welcome. Well, let's see, February's almost over. It's crazy. I know, time flies, isn't it? Time flies when you're having fun. Ugh, it's been 18 busy. degrees, weather, snow, cold. But we haven't really been here. We've been gone. Well, it's just the last few weeks. Yeah. But it just, the weather, like we got pounded with snow. Yeah, that, that was the biggest storm I've seen. Since yeah, I was and then like tried driving to the airport in that condition because we, we were planning on Ubering and then they couldn't find drivers and the price went up to like $150 with like an hour wait. Yeah, like, they, they hadn't nope. plowed the freeways and it was literally we were just <laughs> like <laughs> seriously just trying to get there alive. Yeah. About 25 miles an hour on the freeway. So we made yeah. it. We made it. And then it's like, once you get onto the airport, it's clear. It looks, it's like night and day. It's like, you but know, I Salt just, Lake has, has it all together. Oh, the, the airport is, they're, they're amazing. Yeah. I just couldn't believe some of the cars that people try and drive on the freeway after a snowstorm like that. They were literally all over the place. And I felt bad. I, I would like to help, but I've got a plane to catch. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, just sometimes, just don't be stupid, you know? I don't know. I know, and you see people, like, going, like, at one point, we were going a little fast because, you know, the road was kind of slightly clear a little bit, so you can go 40. And then there's cars that, like, swam past us, and it's like, dude. Well, if you're heavy, if you're in a big truck. but, but If you're heavy. Yeah. If, if the vehicle's heavy. And, and you have weight. That, that's one thing. But yeah, but still, I saw a, young, a lot of young sixteen, seventeen year old but those females semis. that were literally yeah. scattered across the road. But those sem- semis that just like went through one. us. What's that? Yeah, it's because they're heavy. They can go. Yeah, but they could lose control at any mm. point, like going around the curb and stuff. So it's they're just like it. slow down, yeah, dumbass. <laughs> Fair enough. You heard my wife. She probably. <laughs> Told you that on the freeway too. Yep. Okay. So with that said, what well, are we, what's our what's our topic today? We're gonna close out Love Month with Love Month. Yep. With this wonderful topic that a lot of people are still struggling with mm-hmm. is how to communicate with your significant others or your loved one about money. Why is it so hard for people? Because it's a very sensitive topic. Yeah. And people can get upset pretty easily. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like in any relationship, money needs to be discussed. Whether it's a dating relationship, a marriage, or even in a family dynamic. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, in the last... 24 years I've been doing this, the the people that I see that really never fully accomplish what what they set out to accomplish are couples that are trying to do it on their own. And initially, I I didn't really understand the importance when I first got into the business of having both couples there. 
mm-hmm. and making sure that there was a full dialogue going on. But a lot of, <clears throat> I don't know if it's a cultural thing here in Utah. I, I, you know, I don't, we don't, we do have clients outside of Utah, but, but, but here it's like the men typically will take charge on the investments. A lot of times, uh, what I, and this is just from my experience, what I see is the women kind of taking charge on the daily, daily budget, kind of the, the, the monthly bills, but they're really not on the same page as far as what, what it is they're trying to accomplish. And they may, they may talk about it, but there's really nothing in place to, to kind of frame that conversation, so to speak. Yeah, and for example, like we had a couple who they're on the same page about paying for their daughter's um, wedding, but the husband has a $10,000 budget while the wife said, I want her to have her dream wedding, so the budget is unlimited. <laughs> so, you know, like you may have the same goals, but we have to kind of hone it down to the number or what exactly is that. So at least they're on the same page about, you know, having the same goals, but mm-hmm. how we get there. So that's why that's why sometimes I feel like we're also their therapists, their money therapists. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. No, it's true. We're the money therapists. Yeah, it's true. Well, and, and whoever your money therapist is, like just have just have the, a conversation together about what your goals are with someone else. It's hugely impactful. Yeah, and if you need a marriage therapist to kind of help you ease the way into talking about money, mm-hmm. how to effectively communicate to, with each other about money, that would be helpful too if you get to a point where every time you start having the conversation and you just want to kill each other. That's yeah. it's like, okay. Obviously communication could be your issues and so. Well and it's it's mm-hmm. it's probably the most critical thing to learn how to to talk about because look at divorce. It it, it I think you were saying on the way here was is money number one? It money is the number two leading number cause two. of divorce. Okay. And number and I asked you what number one was, and you said probably infidelity or trust, yeah, because of the lack of communication, maybe. Yep. <laughs> Not just around money, but obviously money is a very emotional yep. subject. And it's also men and women may have a different perspective, or you know, in into things. So it's it's good to have that communication, that open communication, that open dialogue. Make it fun. Mm. You know, set out a time Mm -hmm. and then make it fun. I agree with that. Or intimate. Yeah. You know, if it needs to, you may, you know, and that, and if you have a meaningful conversation around that, it also strengthens your relationship with each other. If someone's having that conversation, Mm -hmm. where where should, where do they start? So how do they, what's the most important thing to, to start discussing? I mean, their goals. I mean, obviously, you have budget. There's well, if you're, it depends on what type of relationship you're in, right? If you're single or you've been divorced, and then you're date, you're in a dating relationship. Maybe like start by ha- having a simple conversation about like, hey, you know, just like, what's your earliest memory about money? And just try to get to know that person through that. that. Like, then you get the perspective of things. It's like, Mm -hmm. what's your fear about money? Yeah. I'm a fear of running out of money. I'm a fear. 
you know, that kind of thing. Yep. But don't make it too serious and like, and don't take it too personal. So pace yourself. Like, don't use big words in the first month, like compound interest, <laughs> you know, the 4% rule, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, yeah. don't Sequence use big words. Returns. Yep. That's not, that's a no no in the first like couple months, I, I think, would say. I, until. I really like your thought, you know, kind of sharing your story of where you come from because we, we all come from such a different. I, I remember I was. <laughs> I was probably nine years old, I, you know, maybe a year older than that. But I, I, I was riding my bike into our breezeway and I, I would just leave it on the porch and run inside. But I, I remember looking through the window and my mom was crying. My, they, they were obviously in an argument. I, I could literally just feel the tension from outside. And so I walked in and kind of tried to figure out what was going on, but but it was, and it was what was usually the fight was about, you know, it's time to budget. And my dad was a great budgeter and he needed, you know, he didn't, he didn't make, you know, millions, but he, he did okay. But he knew, he knew how to budget every single penny, but you know, there was just never enough. It seemed like growing up for, for my, there was just never, there was always more month left at, at the end of the, at the end of the money. And it was a huge, but I, I, I remember that picture because I remember my mom crying. I remember the, seeing the stress on my dad's face. And I'm like, I never want that in my life. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's that, stress, right? That's, the, that's our first um, mistake. Don't use the word budget. Yeah, well, and it's, I'm just saying, I don't remember what was yeah. used, but I, I, I knew what was happening. And, and it, the, what was happening is, you know, I was in soccer. My sisters were in dance. And, you know, here's my dad. He's, you know, he, he makes a decent living, but there's just not enough money to go around. And the stress just compounds and it affects that relationship. Now, they made it through it. God, you know, God bless that they, they did. But boy, those were some rough times for them. And, and even though I said, I'm never going to have that happen in my life, <laughs> it happens to all of us. We all go through those periods and it is you know when there's not a lot of money to go around there that's a that's a huge stressor yeah and having kids is expensive and having kids is expensive yeah but you know with like your parents especially your dad who's been working most of his life you know he was like working alone most of his life but to give you the everything that you well i won't say everything but like the stuff that you wanted, oh. that you needed. Like, he coached soccer so you can play soccer. Yeah, I, I didn't, and absolutely. I did not know we were as poor as we were. And, I, you know, I say that, and, and my dad, you know, he knows. Like, he just, he, he like, with the amount he had, he, he was an incredible father. Like, the amount of time I spent with him and, you know, the blessings of, of, of that relationship are amazing. But I just saw that stress that it put him under, and I, I you know, and then, so I, I think I kind of worked, I, I started my business. I wanted to learn about money. That's why I got into the business. I, I'm like, I don't want that stress. And I've kind of shared this in the past that it's really not about money. It's about relationships. Yep. It's about communication because we're going to, we're going to find ourselves in different situations. We could have lots of money at some point and have a plot twist and someone gets sick or yep. gets cancer or disability. And, and all of a sudden everything can change in a minute. Right. 
So, yeah, so, so I like that. It's 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 about communicating, you know, and making it, doing it at the right time, right? Doing it at the right time. But like you know, in every relationship, like you always like, especially if you're trying to spend your life together, you get to know like, okay, if one person's goal may be to have enough savings, so in that you know, on rainy days. There's that saving, but one person may just like want to keep growing their money and just kind of invest and not have a backup, but they just want to thinking it's growing and then you can use it as a backup. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like small little things like that can come between between the two of you, and you just need to kind of find compromise is mm -hmm. the key. Find the middle ground where you both can agree on, you know, and make it fun. And w the most important thing is to build each other up. Don't minimize each other's dreams. Just don't put each other down. Yep. Some someone's dream may be impossible, but don't don't like neglect that. Yeah, give it give it credence, give it importance if it's yeah. important to your partner. Yep. I remember one client and he was an amazing husband. Like he <laughs> obviously won't bring up names, but every time we, we would meet and his wife was from another country and she spoke English, but she, you know, some of these financial concepts were, were new to her. And every time I would make a recommendation or explain something as to why I, he would then re-explain it to her, make sure she was, okay, oh, that makes sense, and then we would move on. And I just thought, that's so, re like, that's the, that's, re that's respect. Yep. And that's, you know, she didn't really want to be involved in the investment. She didn't, she didn't, it was just new to her. And so over, you know, over a, you know, so, you know a decade or, or more, it's just, a, it was neat to watch him educate her, make sure that she knew everything that they were doing together. Yeah, and my mom was a single mom, so she's she has to take care of me and her parents at the same time. And so like that has become like a biggest her biggest fear is like I won't be able to support my family. So she's been she was working three jobs, so that's why like, you know, and sometimes she couldn't afford a babysitter, so I'm stuck going to work with her. Mhm. Mm which, you know, her job was nice enough to allow me because I'm the cutest baby ever. So, <laughs> you know, and, and it's I, like, I believe you. I mean, I believe that. <laughs> uh, I was cute and sassy as always, but, you know. So You're sassy? Build each <laughs> other up, sweetie. <laughs> no, no, it's a, uh, I'm, I'm being facetious. No, you are, I know. You are sassy. I like it, though. You know, it, it's just like, and so she's always like, trying to work this job okay and then she doesn't have a savings she she doesn't this woman does not know how to save i would like every time i would save. your mom's not gonna listen to this podcast is she over in thailand oh even if she does <laughs> she knows it's the truth so you'd say it to her face <laughs> I, i've been saying it to her face uh, for her whole, a very, her whole life my whole you. life well it you know i don't want to interrupt your story but it, it's interesting to see what how you you became a saver early on and it's just been impressive to see how you use that savings to pay for your education and your 
I mean, it's you really took that to heart early on. Yeah, because like I don't want to constantly be broke. It's like, you know, sometimes like we get noticed like, oh, mom's late on her mortgage and all this stuff. It's like I don't want to have that fear of not having a roof over my head. It's a sense of security. It's like having a savings, having a you know, emergency fund mm. for me is is big, but at the same time, growing my investment is also important to me. So right? you, you, it was kind of the same for you. You saw what you didn't want and 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 started at a very early age to to fix it. Yeah, because I, you know, and it's like, and to this day, like my mom doesn't have savings. She's trying to learn because she's on her own in Thailand, mm -hmm. so she's learning how to save. But, you know, you can't teach old dog new tricks. Yeah. It's hard. So at the same time, she's learning, but, you know, she only has, what, a few more years left in her life? Mm -hmm. Like 20 and under. Yep. So, you know, it's just like you kind of let it go. But what I've learned from that is I don't want to constantly be broke. And this is why maybe this is why I don't have kids is because kids is a huge expense but at the same time when you bring a person into your life you have to take care of that child with all their like basic necessities which there are times where i don't have basic necessities yeah, that's a that's a whole different i had a house i had food on the table mm -hmm. i had a dad in the home you know i was still i you know i was still yeah. freaked out about about the money situation but but uh, that's a whole that's a whole nother level. Yeah. So I, you know, so I learned from my mom's mistake, and mm -hmm. so I tried to solve my own problem mm -hmm. by saying, I don't want to be like her, so I'm gonna start doing this. So I start putting money in piggy banks and hide it under my mattress because my mom knows where my piggy bank is. So when she's short on money, she like my piggy bank would be gone. Or empty. So, you know, it's just like you just kind of have to learn how to save. I mean, I don't mind sharing my money when you're in need. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just ask. Don't just yeah. take it and just assume that you have that right. Well, and even with us, we've been married five years. And you've shared some things about your portfolio with me. But, you know, it's, I think, trust... Uh, when, Lack of trust. It's not the lack of it, it, no, trust. No, it's not a lack of trust. It's just, a, it's a, it's so ingrained in you to kind of like, like, like a squirrel. He's, they've got their, well, <laughs> you know, like, and it don't just, it, it, that's your, that, like you, you said, that's my retirement. Well, I don't want to, like, you know, that's. Well, I made that mistake by trusting so much. And then like. You, you've gotten burned. So I gotten burned and I'm still yeah. like trying to figure that thing out right yeah. now. And. That's why I don't want us to have the bear that brunt of like trying to I'm um, we're still trying to solve our own our own previous marriages issues, mm -hmm. right? Yep. But we we can move forward in our marriage, but at the same time we both have baggage that we still are trying to resolve mm -hmm. from our previous marriage. Yep. And it's important, obviously, we're not the first, because of that baggage, mm -hmm. I think it's it's even more critical that we we communicate. But it's also important, you have yours, I have mine. 
I have my kids and, and I have my estate plan, which mm-hmm. is separate from your estate yep. plan. You are included in my estate plan, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's a blended family, even though you don't have any children. Right. And so it's, it's, it's about having a, a plan, <laughs> which we do, right? And then it's a plan that you both have to agree on yeah, or yeah. be able to meet in the middle. Is this fair? Is this, you know, yep. like, is this a reasonable goals that we're setting? And how do we get there? Well, a big one in second marriages, or if you're a business owner, it's you need to understand how to protect yourself. And I don't, I don't, I won't go into details on your previous situation, but boy, isn't it amazing all the ways that people can affect your life. And, and I, that's one of the issues we focus on. We don't care how much money someone has. You come in with 3 million or 30 million or anywhere in between. It, it, it doesn't matter because it's just, if you've done a good job, right? It's just that much more for someone else to take from you. The IRS, uh, people, uh, creditors, whatever the case is. And so we spend a ton of time on making sure, okay, you've got these assets. Are they protected? Is everyone on the same page as far as what we want to do with these and so forth and so on. And that brings it to like, this is why we do what we do. And then we base it on love, right? The love you have for your family, the love you have for yourself, the love you have for your business. And the love you have for your charity, what not. Yep. But what love means to us in our business is what leave a legacy, omit the risk, value, added assets, and exit with grace. Like we work around those principles. We're motivated by love. If you're not motivated by love, we don't want to work with you. Yeah. That's well, it's about making the life of those around you better. Like if that's your motivation, leaving, leaving a legacy is not about you. <laughs> it's about what you're leaving your behind. Le- yeah. What, whether it's to your family or to your charity. Yeah. Now omitting the risks is about you, but it's also about protecting about your, the wealth for, for your family, right? For, for those It's goals. protecting your loved ones, omitting yeah. the risks, yeah. not just for you, for your loved ones. Yeah. And then value-added assets, again, it's back to this culture thing. I have guys call me, and it's like the husband. Hey, we need to start this investment, or I want to do this. And it's like, well, have you talked to Sally about that? And he's like, no, she doesn't care. She's not interested. That's where the conversation stops. Because until Sally's in my office saying this, yeah, because whose money is that? It's a a joint (laughs) money. It's their money, right? So now every situation is different, but. That was definitely, you know, just because she's a homemaker doesn't mean she's not, she doesn't need to be involved in this decision. And if something happens no, the, to Tom the, and, and Sally is, what, what, what did he do? The name says it all. She's a homemaker. It's her home. She needs to feel safe. Feel safe. And, and she's got to make that home for, for her family, yeah. right? Just because she's staying at home, she's a homemaker. And usually, and usually those, those home, whether it be a man or, or a woman, the, their biggest concern is protecting their children, typically <laughs> spouse, children, family, right? That's women are just in, 
I think it's just and plot very, twists. very natural to them. And they're very concerned about the plot twist. Yeah. And what if, you know, what if you can't make the money? Yeah. How am I going to live? How am and my children's going to yeah. live? Right. So they're women tend to be a little more conservative. Well, and more it's more about I, I'll just be honest in a love, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'll have men clients say, hell, hey, call, you know, I want to grow this account. Grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it, grow it. And there's no conversation about risk at all. Yep. And mm-hmm. women have a tendency to understand that. What if this happens? What if that goes wrong? Well, it, and they do. <laughs> In a split second of time, they do go wrong. And so making sure that, that you have all the, all the ends, all your bases covered. Again, having that discussion with a professional, I think, is, is invaluable. Yeah. And then, you know, exit with grace, like whether it's exiting this life, exiting your business, you got to make sure that your loved ones are protected and that they're taken care of. Exit with grace. You know, if, if you own a business and you can't explain or verbalize your end game, you know that that, that might be a problem because really what what is the purpose of that business it's an asset it's an investment you work your whole life on it are you gonna you know are you selling it are you using it to help your family fund your retirement retirement? or what you know but it's all about when you exit that what how, how do you keep how do you simplify that when you exit this life we have a client who she is amazing like we we she's single she's a widow her husband did extremely well. He had investments all over the place. And she had no idea. Now, fortunately, he was a great guy. Like, honest, true, like, t- totally committed to this woman. And when he died, she she didn't realize what all, all these things he had done for yeah. her. And he and, and I think he left some notes or something that... Anyway, it, it worked out. But it took a long time to kind of help her unravel all that and, and to understand what what he had actually done for her. Uh, but to his to his you know to his credit, boy, she's she he took care of that woman. Yeah, that's why it's important for both parties to be um, involved. Whether it's just like sit, sitting there listening to what's going on, so that you have some idea. Yep. Yep. As to what's going on. So if when situations like that comes up, at least she's not going to be totally blinded. Yep. Right? And I love your example on the just cash. Like if I were to ask you how much cash is, would we need in the bank for emergencies? and, and At least six months expenses. That's the basic guideline. Yeah, yeah. But it might, someone else, you know, the, the spouse might feel differently about that. And yep. But I say minimum of six months. Yeah, absolutely. Because even if you're, if your husband get disabled and the elimination period is between 90 days to 120 days. So how are you going to live between those before, you know, the disability pays, pays out. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of important. That's kind of rule of thumb for me is like six months, because if something happens before you even file a claim or try to, even because you're trying to omit those risks, right? Mm-hmm. You file a claim. Well, you have a 90-day elimination period. So how are you going to live over that those 90 days? Well, this is a big one. Mm-hmm. There's really two major risks. If you're still working, let's let's say the the husband is the 
primary breadwinner or whatever the case is, however it's set up. But what we see, your primary risk is that breadwinner is the golden goose. And like I, I, I don't want to talk about insurance, but I want to talk about risk because if yeah. the golden goose gets sick or hurt and stops laying golden eggs <laughs> for everyone else to take and use, that's the biggest risk we see pre-retirement. Post-retirement is the same thing. You're receiving all, you have your nest egg, you have your, your income that you need for retirement and all of a sudden someone gets sick or hurt or needs care. And if you look at the cost of what that takes, someone needs help going to the bathroom, getting dressed, getting, you know, getting out of bed. And well, that's not going to happen until I'm in my 80s. Well, what if I get in a car accident and I come out and you decide not to pull the plug, which would surprise me. But let's say you kept me alive <laughs> you know, for whatever reason. I still had, you know, I'm still funny, you know, obviously. Well, at least that's why it's also to make sure that you have your estate plan, those living wills, oh, those absolutely. pull the plug order. So it's not just like that's we could go on and on risk. and on and yeah. on and on. It's but I think this is why the word insurance is um, they call it insurance for that reason. They insure, insure, insurance. Mm -hmm. It's like reassurance. Reassurance. I like that. Yeah. Well, you're, you're essentially saying, I'm gonna, I have a risk and I'm going to transfer that risk. I'm going to pay someone else to take that risk away from me. Yeah, and this is why when you talk to your um, money therapist or a.k.a. your financial advisor, if they don't bring up those risks that you may be, and if all they want to talk is about your investment. Run. Run. Because you're, they have to talk about risks first because that's how you protect your family. Yep. That's how you protect yourself. We call it bulletproofing your money for your kids. Yes. So make sure you find the right money therapist and, yep. you know, have a meaningful conversation with everybody in the room. Make sure your goals and objectives are the same and that you can compromise on how to get there. Well, and I will say I shared that example with my parents. On the flip side, we did have, we called them family councils. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we didn't hold them until like the house was on fire and we were, everyone was, you know. But we would come together and, and, and those were times that we could ask questions about money. We could talk about it. We could, okay, Cody's got a soccer tournament. You know, uh, Tara's got a dance, whatever. And dad says, I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> so there were those times that we had, but if, boy, if we did that more and, yep. and, you know, unfortunately dad didn't, wasn't ever taught around investments and that kind of stuff. And so he was very risk averse. And, and I love that like now Utah schools are, you know, making yes. sure that like financial literacy is a requirement yep. to graduate. Yep. It's crazy that it hasn't But been. the fact that like your child, that's like the period that your child loved to skip drives me nuts. <laughs> I'm like, Sarah, your dad no. does this for, or no, not Sarah. So, uh, Sadie, so sorry. Sophie. I have a Sophie, Sadie, a Sarah, and a Sammy. So it gets, it gets confusing. Sophie, my youngest still lives with us. And yeah, we were having a hard time getting her to go to financial literacy. So we met with the teacher and he's like, well, what do you guys do? And I'm like, well, I'm a financial planner. She's like, I'm a CPA. And he did, he couldn't stop laughing. He's like, what in the, why is why she, is she skipping she's missing my class? Like 12 assignments. Anyway, 
She never did come to us for help on that. Nope. It's crazy. But nonetheless, like financial literacy, financial education is key for every family, even like your children and even yourself. Yeah. If You know, like Google is full of information, but your best source of inform for information is your financial advisor yeah. first. And then you're welcome to Google, but at the same time, or like if you don't really don't know what to think of your current financial advisor, get a second opinion. It's like a cert, you know, having surgery. Like you can go to a doctor for a second opinion. Same thing in, yep. in the industry. Even if you have an advisor, maybe you're questioning, go, go, go talk to someone else. Yeah. You know, we, we, it's huge for us. Like we, we've kind of for the most part decided we don't care how much money. So it's, it's just more about do, do we get along? Are you guys going to take our advice? Like, yeah, that's it. That's kind of what we because like if you have a set, if you're just like, all I want to talk about is investment and I don't want to talk about risk. I don't want to work with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. You're a dumbass and you don't want to. Well, you don't care about your family. Or we could call it short sighted. You know, maybe dumbass is a little strong, but. OK, you're stubborn and you. I like dumbass better than that. But. Yeah. So, anyway, maybe after this... Make sure you're not being a dumbass. And No, I'm just kidding. We'll cut yeah, that out. Yeah, no, we don't, we don't have to. But, you know, make sure after you listen to this podcast, take a step back and think about how do we have a plan for if something happens to me? Like, what's our goals and objective? How are we going to retire? Like, you know, our children are growing up, like, you know... Do we have, how much are we paying for the wedding? How much is, you know, grandkids? Like, just have a nice, quiet conversation, intimate mm. conversation with your spouse. And start with your values. What do you value? Yeah. What do I value? What's your value? Make it, um, make it intimate and don't try to kill each other. Just like, and if you need to take a breather and take a step back and said, I just need five minutes um, to kind of, readjust my thoughts that's that's okay so it's not it's not a fighting session it can't it can go there quick is it what can go yeah, yeah it can go there quick so don't use the words that will trigger each other like budget well some people are spenders some people are savers so me telling you to slow down your spending could be a very offensive there's a better way to say that right there's a better way to say that. And then, like, you know, don't use, like, and I keep saying don't use the word budget. Use the word, use some, because budget can be triggering yeah. to most people, like right? Like insurance. <laughs> same yeah, same thing. Yeah. So let's, like, find, like, be positive and don't put each other down. Build each other up and then you'll, you can have a meaningful conversation and if you find that that is a struggle for you, get a therapist, whether it's your money therapist or mm. a marriage counselor to help you navigate through this. And if you can have a meaningful conversation with your spouse, that will help your marriage grow closer and feel more connected. Well, and I just, I just want to say this too. You know, when you go see a therapist, a marriage therapist, are they trying to sell you something? No, they're they're trying to they're trying to give you advice. So if you if you're 
meeting with your financial therapist and all they want to do is sell you things <laughs> instead of trying to really understand what you're trying to accomplish again run right because it's yep. it's that's i think this industry has a bad rap because of that like it's 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 you know i gotta sell something or i'm not gonna make no and, and we do we we do it differently yeah um but it's critical that you, f you feel listened to that you feel like you feel understood everyone in, in and that the, you feel validated yeah. that you know that your advisor is not just like talking about themselves and like what their accomplishments are yeah. they need to listen to your needs it's about you it needs to be about you yeah. not about them what i can do for you i can do this no no it's like okay mr and mrs wilson what are your goals okay and and if the goals are different let's let's figure this out what's important to you what's important in your life amen that's the key amen like where do you what's your ultimate goal i'm just curious like after we're i don't know i, I can't ever I, I don't I, I, the other word i hate is retirement because i can't ever see us doing that but to have 10 a, years down the road what where where what do you, what to have a happy and healthy end of life in 10 years you're, you're 52 are you saying that I'm going to have the end of life in 10 years? I'm not. You, you, you just said you hate the word retirement, so I'm avoiding that trigger oh, gotcha. word yeah. for you. Yeah, so, I appreciate it. So you're asking me what my goals is, and my goal is to have a happy and healthy end of life. Can, what does that mean? Can you be more specific? Yeah, to have a happy See, and healthy retirement. I'm trying to retirement. That's what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but you don't want to hear those words. Uh, so, and then now you're confused. Well, I just wanted more specifics, but that's okay. We don't need to go there. Specific. I just want to be happy. Like, what more specific you can that be? I so I I think that kind of answers the question for all. Like, what do we ultimately want? We want to feel safe. We want to feel safe in our relationships. We want to feel safe with money. Uh, you know, having those conversations can bring that safety and that happiness. And, and you know, whether it's better or worse investment or whatever the case is, our goal is to reduce worry and anxiety for our clients to, to create uh, a higher uh, um, success. You know, our, our job is to increase certainty. And when you have more certainty, you have less stress, and whether you do that with someone else or do it with you know with your partner, just uh, get it done. Yeah, our job is to reassure you that you will have financial security at all stages of life. Yeah, I, I think like that. I like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it is all stages. All and stages. And it's, it's hard to look down fifteen years and say, oh, where's? But you know, I want a house in Salt Lake. I want a house somewhere warm. That's what I know. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. want to. I want to be out of Salt Lake in in January, February, maybe March, three months out of the year. Work with our clients, you know, over Zoom or wherever, because I'm going to be in Thailand for those three months. But maybe. You no, know, it's well. <laughs> you don't have to come, but anyway, no, I'm just. But that's you know, we're kind of joking around, but that isn't. That's part of the conversation, right? That's what I want. So that's your goal. You're right? like maybe well, because you like Florida, you want to be in Florida. So anyway. Yeah. Those are the conversations that we, we have a, a, a quite a bit. 
So, yeah, in closing, just make sure you take some time, breathe, and just even if it's like five, ten minutes, have that conversation with your spouse and make sure you're on the same goals. And if you need to talk to, you know, your therapist, whether it's your money therapist or your marriage therapist, you know, start today. It's not too late. Do it. Just do it. Yes. Nike. Just do it. All right. That's it for this week. Till next time. Peace. Out. Peace out. That's it for this week's episode of Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody Kathy. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing. This is Cody and Kathy wishing you a love-filled life full of prosperity. Have a good week. Peace out. Peace out.